The Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Good morning and welcome to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. Uh, my name is Di Cousins. Today I'm talking to Melbourne poet Wendy Fleming. Wendy is mostly known for her work as the past president of the Melbourne Poets Union and her continued role in MPU, but she is also a published poet. Her first book was Backyard Lemon, published in 2014, and she has contributed to numerous journals and anthologies. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you, Di. That's a lovely introduction. So tell me, since Backyard Lemon, what have you been working on? Well, I'm I'm working towards a new um, small publication, and... I tend to send poems out to the various journals and I write about what's happening in front of me. Yes. And particularly Melbourne themes. Yes. So so in terms of how we describe your work, what would what word would you use for your themes generally? Well, I think there's a word called quotidian which means everyday local work yes okay so different things happen and 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 um you reflect on those things now i I noticed that you've got a poem about a graffiti artist who 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 died tell me about what did you think when you heard about that story well there was a very small paragraph possibly two sentences about a graffiti artist who had been killed. And that was it. It disappeared from the news. And that upset me, so I decided to write a poem about it. And um, and he was travelling on the top of a train, you said. And well, he was doing... He was um, painting a train, yes, and he got up to get out of the enclosure and he forgot what he was doing and touched the electricity wires and that killed him. Yeah, it's it's an awful tragedy. Yeah, but um, he was consigned to the smallest area of your newspaper. Yes. Yeah. And um, so the poem that you've written, that's in the voice of his mother, is that yes, right? Yes, yes. I pretended I was his mother. Yes, it's nice to write in different voices. Yeah. So let's hear the poem. Okay. The day I decide to sort my sock drawer is the day the phone rings ten times to tell me of your demise. I have seven pairs of dark blue socks several of abstract design and one green knee-high with black hoops cost $30, a hole in the right foot. Some official, probably police, called first, announced your death in breathy voice and said, hospital, but nothing could be done. 
I'd like to wear the knee highs or the green and purple stripes, feel a bit out there, member of a club, my rebel mum, you used to say. The next caller and the next after that and the next after that said he was doing what he loved. One even said his art consumed him. It was JK6 who filled me in. He said you had finished your best piece ever. Look out for it rolling on freight all over Queensland, back of beyond. Like the others, it will make it to LA. The outrageous flares, vivid colours, fit for angels, like he knew, he said. He said you were flying high, then Icarus-like, forgot the rules, leant back, punched overhead power lines, melted man atop the car, fame is yours. I'd celebrate wearing those loopy socks if it didn't hurt so much. Yes, a great loss. Um, but uh, amazing the work that uh, graffiti artists do in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite fond of their work, actually. Yes. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the stencil work that you see mm. in lanes. Mm. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and we do have one from... The guy. Banksy. There's Banksy. a couple from Banksy. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, you've also written about your family. Um, yes. So um, tell me about your quite family. Quite a lot about my family. At the moment I'm writing about my sister who is um, intellectually disabled. And at various times I've written little bits and pieces about other members but at the moment, I'm concentrating on my sister. Great. Well, let, let's hear I've some got poems. Two about poems yeah, for lovely. her. Let's hear those. Okay. First one's called Taming Dragons, and it's in her voice. If it were that cyclists in lycra carapace and bronze helmet grew wings and flew, that the nine year old schoolgirl in pink shorts wielded it. Utsi bubblegum pipe and blue, that Kitty, with a twirl of her tail and dew on her lips, said, Wittgenstein never had a cat, that a fiery purple dragon with sword aloft slew all the wicked men and saved the children, that a crew of lightning birds plunged into the sea rescued MH370 and everyone on it, that lots and lots of new big cats, tigers, lions, escaped the zoos, ran wild in huge green forests, that I could forget losing Tibby, my cat, then and only then I would be able to count to ten. Beautiful. Yeah, very uh, sympathetic, you know, rendering of her point of view. Well, she's very fond of cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and dragons. Mm. I'm coming too. The train began to move. You emerged, out, arms outstretched, slow motion take of a runner lunging to the finish. 
I'm coming too. The train slowed. We took you on board. She's slow, they said. She'll be slow, they told us. You were, you are. We had to leave, go away for study, work. Leave as siblings do. Leave you to follow, find a different path. You caught reading and writing, but let sums and numbers sprint past. When you do leave, a gradual separation over years, you show us how to reach and keep a zone of your own. You never run. You take time to choose friends, some real, and others like Zorro and Tonto who can't escape your reach. Dr Kildare, you don't care, leave behind. Now, there's Rosie, Nathan, Lisa and Diane, Luke, teachers, caseworkers, bus drivers. And talking to yourself is good. Smoky and Tibby, like Mum and Dad, long gone. Big fat cats fill the space. Panthers, tigers running wild. You love them. When I ask you, who are you talking to? You say, myself, and won't share. It sounds such fun. And the chuckles, finger-pointing, the unending flow of stories that could explain. I would like to meet myself, that mindful listener. Now, here you are, white-haired senior, a bit deaf, blind, carrying a scar or two, lined up with the rest of us. This time, you wear a sly smile, which dares one of us to make the first move. Lovely. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it, it, it's an interesting thing to convey all of those um, experiences of her own world. Well, I try. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's quite amazing. She's turned seventy-five last year. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that wasn't expected. No, no. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm. Okay, we might just go to some music. Mm-hmm. This is from um, Gautier's record, "Making Mirrors," and it's called Bronte.
That was a track from Gautier's Making Mirrors. Uh, you're listening to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins, and today I'm talking to Wendy Fleming. Um, now, Wendy, people know you very well for your work with the Melbourne Poets Union. Now, you've been involved with MPU for 20 years or more, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It seems to be, seems to be 20 years. Yes. I'm not quite sure how long. And um, just tell me, how did you how did you discover MPU? Well, we used to meet with um, in a, a workshop with Connie Barber as the leader, and we met in Fitzroy, not far from here, and I think the Writers Centre used to be there, and we used to have um, a weekly workshop, and whilst I was there. The MPU was being resuscitated after an absence and somehow or other I got conned into going on the committee and I've been on it ever since. Yeah, it's a great contribution. I'm about 20 years on a committee. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it is. And, and you've been the vice president, the president for many years and now you're the treasurer. Yes, mm. yes. And the current president is Steve Smart, who's also a Melbourne poet. That's right. So, and tell me, what's what's MPU got planned for this year? Well, we're doing unusual, such as um, events, a monthly event, um, 
And they're in Fitzroy mostly. We're finding it increasingly difficult to get a venue, but we're currently using Hares and Hyenas. Which is a bookshop in um, Johnson Street. Yes. Mm. And that's proving to be good. So we do an event every month. Um, We run a competition every year, the International Melbourne Poets Union Competition. And that's very well subscribed. This year, our judge is Joel Dean, who won last year's Premier's Book Award for his book. We're also publishing our chapbooks. Last year, we published two very successful chapbooks, one by Yvonne Adami down in Geelong and one by Elizabeth Beaton, and uh, they've both been very successful, beautiful books. Yeah, they're lovely books. Yeah. So um, what's the MPU uh, event in March going to be? The event is it, it's traditionally our AGM first and then we have a humour night. And this humour night we're having Gay Miller and Sandy Jeffs and it will be emceed by Morris McNamara. Oh, that'll be fun. It should be fun. And that'll be at Hares and Hyenas in Johnson Street. Johnson Street. Great. On the 28th. At 7pm or something. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Now, you're also involved in Poets at Watsonia. Um, what's your role in, in Poets at Watsonia? I'm co-convener with um, Christina Spry. Great. And we hold a uh, meeting every month and it usually alternates between workshops and a reading. Right. So, And yeah. um, what poets are coming up in the next couple of months at Poets at Watsonia? Um, Judith Bishop, um, Kevin Brophy. Great. Yeah. And, and you've got a, an anthology coming out as well. We do. It's. um, I was working on that this morning. We're um, putting the poems together. We've got two editors, and um, we've got a long long way to go yet. But we're getting there. And who are the editors? Judith, um, Kieran, and Jennifer Christie. Jennifer Christie. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they're both very good. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to the launch. When? What month will the launch be? Uh, we think July, August. Okay. Somewhere Great. around that time. Great. And um, now, just talking about your own poetry, mm-hmm. um, what influences, when you were sort of starting to see yourself as a poet and writing and so on, what, what poets did you read and who influenced you? Well... I've been influenced by so many, it's really hard to say. I think it's probably best to say where I'm at at the moment because I never stop being influenced by other poets. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. So who who have you been reading lately? Well, I've been reading Anne Elvie, as a matter of fact. Um, Her book, White on White... Is a, it's a very exciting book put out by Cordite and um, it's got a lot of 
graphic poems, you know, uh, concrete, concrete poems. Yeah. 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 But the main gist of it is the dispossession of the indigenous population. And so it's a very exciting book, really. Yes. So that's one. And I've always been impressed by Seamus Heaney. I've got an Irish background. And then the New York poet Billy Collins is one of my favourites. And uh, I just admire so much how he can have a slim poem. It says so much and it's so quirky. All right. Well, let's hear one of Billy Collins's poems. Now, this one is called My Unborn Children. He and his wife apparently didn't have children. Of all your children, only those who were born, and this is a quote from Wislawa Zimborska. Wislawa Zimborska. Oh, gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, my unborn children. I have so many of them. I sometimes lose track. Several hundred last time I counted, but that was years ago. I remember one was made of marble and another looked like a penguin. Some days, and on other days, a white flower. Many of them appeared only in dreams or while I was writing a poem with friends freezing fingers in the house of a miser. Others were more like me, looking out the window in a worn shirt, then later staring into the dark. None of them ever made the lacrosse team, but they all made me as proud as I was on the day they failed to be born. There is no telling. Maybe tonight Or later in the week, another one of my children will not be born. I see this one, I'm sorry, I see this next one as a baby lying naked below a ceiling pasted with stars, but only there for a little while. Then I see him as a monk in a grey robe walking back and forth in the gravel yard of an imaginary monastery, his head bowed, wondering where I am. Mm. It's um, strangely evocative, isn't Isn't it? it? All these... So clever. Yes, and humorous as well. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. Every poem of his has got humour. I think. Yes, and and who was Billy Collins? Well, Billy Collins is... um, a New York poet, um, born of Irish parents, and um, he's prolific. He's very much on YouTube, and um, he teaches. He's I'm not quite sure where he teaches, but he, uh, Pennsylvania somehow comes to mind, but I'm not quite sure. And um, he's. Very highly regarded, of course. And now you've got a poem which speaks to uh, Billy Collins in some way. It does. Right. It's called Walking. If Billy Collins can walk on water after the crowd has gone from the beach, then I can walk up the hill after a visit to Café Burgundy 
that little bit of Largon Street next to Café Matto in Heilberg. I think I'm rubbing shoulders with students and academics, the crowd from readings books, taking in the sight of cherry-topped tarts, cheese and chocolate cakes, biscotti, the smell of amaretti and the coffee, the hiss of expert steam, Marco's gun knock against the bin, the two-step rhythm of the man. I feel the shot of brown-black elixir surge along my every artery, arteriole, infuse every cell, molecule, atom of my heart and lacunae of my bones. Then I, too, am walking on waves up the hill to the hospital. It's not particularly in his style, but... Nevertheless, he inspired it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's the reference to him walking on water? Oh, that's one of his poems. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. I'm talking to Wendy Fleming and um, we're just talking about uh, Wendy's work as a poet and her uh, role in Melbourne Poets Union and Poets at Watsonia. Um, so... We're just about to run out of time, but uh, before we go, if people were interested in joining, say, Poets at Watsonia, when do you meet? We meet the second Tuesday of every month at um, Watsonia Library in the community room and we start at seven. And if people are interested in joining the Melbourne Poets Union or coming along to an event... Uh, when 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 are they usually held? They're usually held um, Wednesday, the last Wednesday of the month, and currently we're meeting in Hares and Hyenas um, in Johnson Street, and the next. Yeah, well, we've we've talked about the yeah, next we one have. already. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you very much for coming in, Wendy. Okay, thank you, Di. And I'm, I hope that um, we can see your next chapbook before too long. Indeed, so do I. <laughs> My name is Di Cousins and this has been the 3CR Spoken Word Program. And I'll go out with just a little bit more music from Kavisha Matsella's album Ritonella. Superba. Mm-hmm.